Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASCA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight, we are going to be talking about the hazards of being an advocate, especially in the issue of guardianship. Um, We, oh my goodness, it's just been a a ride. I've been doing this going on 14 years now. And in in that promo that just played, they said, you know, that not all guardians are bad. If you're talking about family members, community members, no, they're not. But if you are talking about professional predatory guardians, there's a pretty good chance that's a snake. And we, in all these years, I have asked repeatedly for someone, if they're, if they're not all bad, give me the name of one that is good, a professional guardian. I have yet to get that name. Um, with all the hundreds of people we have dealt with, the cases we have been included in, um, it's just... Uh, Hang on here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been a it's been a ride. Um, we, I think, with the this movie coming out, I really care whatever it is on Netflix blew the lid off this thing, and people got a real good look at the what an ugly business this truly is. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. And um, I don't, there's there's just so much. I Scott, I just don't even know where to start. And of course, co-hosting with me is Kaz. So say hello, Kaz. <laughs> hello, everybody. So excited to be on yeah. again this week. Yeah. Yes. It's just. Whew. And uh, yeah, oh, and I want to let everybody everybody know that say, next it's Tuesday been night. Crazy. Yeah, the Australians will be on. Um, apparently, there's been a lot of uh, talk by some people that how they are so popular over there that, my God, they can't hardly stand it. Nobody even knows who they are. And we are I, – because I just really – this show couldn't be better timed. I am so tired of these people Absolutely. who come out of the woodwork. They're the savior of the world who don't do any work on their own or simply trying to promote themselves and have decided this is a good way to do it. And they have harmed so many people, so many people. But anyway, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, Becky Schultz will be joining us here shortly uh, to talk about her recent 
coverage in CNBC about her dad's case and what she went through to um, get him out of that. This is Jaws. Have you got anything up for? It, well, you know, I was watching that uh, video. It's posted at NASCA, and I could not believe it. I mean, that was a great that was a great piece of news, but it was heartbreaking. Uh-huh. Like her father, he's a World War II vet. I understand, and he's just begging yeah. this judge, saying, "You know, I want to move with my daughter." How the judge could sit there. And watch this man basically begging. I was I couldn't believe it. And then the judge rules against his wishes. I hope that judge is gonna yes. get in a world of trouble. Oh, and Marty, before before I forget, I hope that this is okay for me to say on air because it's been so crazy and we haven't been able to talk because I was so busy. But I heard from Cindy in Alaska. She's still okay. moving and shaking, and she got a message. It's how it looks like it's um, KTUU TV in Alaska in Anchorage, and Marty, they want you to come on and like talk about a Britney Spears thing. Oh wow! So Cindy well, just passed I'll... that on to me, oh. and I said I'll mm. mention it to Marty. And I know you're busy, and she was hoping that you could get a hold of her hopefully tomorrow, and she's gonna hopefully get you connected there crazy that huh? sounds good yeah yeah and, i mean uh, it is it, crazy the britney spears stuff is blowing up and um what are these different senators well, you know, that are going to bring her to testify that gets gets however you say his name um uh-huh. he apparently is going to bring her in front of the senate and the thing is and i keep telling people they refuse to act on this in any way. Uh, That way they can claim plausible deniability. They didn't know. Nobody told them. And, you know, the thing is because they do know. They do know. And I'm telling you, this absolutely gets to the point where I can't can't hardly stand it anymore. Um, They have the probate exception doctrine, which prevents the Supreme Court from having to deal with it. And then, (laughs) oh, I just love all this. They've got all these laws and everything else. I've got some articles coming out this next week. I'm going to do it in a series about what they've actually done, how they've done it, and the laws that they are violating, doing it the way they are. But like I say, the Senate, the House of Representatives, they know exactly what's going on. But behind all of this, is this massive amount, trillions, almost $4 trillion owed to Social Security that they have raided out of that fund since the Johnson administration, and they've left these worthless IOUs in there uh, that can't even be sold as a treasury note because there's nothing backing them up. And they have no way to pay that money back, and they never intended to, and they thought if they ever did, they'd just come back and tax us again. Um but it's become increasingly apparent that what they intend to do is collapse Social Security and say, well, we can't do this. It's insolvent. Too many people. Uh-huh. And um, so I think that has led to many of the things we're seeing happening right now, this reduction in the right. senior population. We won't get into that. But anyway, I do think that's what's behind it. But ultimately, whether Democrat or Republican, they are intending to implode Social Security. When you let the... Uh, medical industry bilk 
Medicare out of 30 to 60 billion dollars every single year. You can't tell me. You will never convince me that your your intentions were good. Anyway. Yeah. Oz, we need to get on. I think hang on a second here. I think one of these is Becky Schultz. Maybe that's for right there. Hang on a second. Hi, this is area code 828. Okay. Let's try this one. Area code 831. Yeah, that's... Nobody there either. Oh, Oh, wait a minute. I'm there. I'm here. There we go. Okay. Becky. (laughs) Yeah, you you gave me the wrong number. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. There was a digit off. I I couldn't get through. I kept getting some flute music. Yeah, so I had to go... Oh, no, Marty. I had to look at your website, and I realized it was 388, not 288. Oh, for God's sake. I told you I needed to find my glasses. But... <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I'm glad you found us, Becky. Yes. Yeah. But you you got some major coverage this last week yeah. on CNBC. And for everybody listening that might not be familiar with this case, Becky, give everybody a little bit of background of what went on that preceded this. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's a really long story. Um, My mother died in 2009, and uh, through an unfortunate series of events, my father came under guardianship in Clark County, Nevada. So, um, (laughs) I get speechless sometimes because there's so much information and so much happened. It's it's really right. hard to, to explain it in a really short amount of time. But the short of right. it was is we went down, we heard from somebody that my mother passed because the people that were close to my mom who were supposed to be her friend didn't notify me or my daughter that my mother had passed and so, oh, wow. I ha- yeah, that yeah. It turned out yeah. that a woman who worked at the community center where they lived was um, financially taking advantage of my mother, I believe, for a while. And then when she, my mom passed, she took advantage of that situation to hide my father from me when she knew that I was coming down. And it's pretty sad that I that you know whether she was going to you know, try to take advantage of the situation, she still should have contacted a family member (laughs) that my mom had passed, and she didn't, and I had to find out from a neighbor. And so we flew down there, and we, my father didn't answer the door, didn't answer the phone. Uh, Two days, two nights, we kept looking and waiting and calling, and um, finally uh, I called uh, because my mother had been ill-advised to be guardian of my father, a person, which was unnecessary because they were married and he wasn't incompetent. Um, I believe somebody there 
urged her because he had physical disabilities, maybe you should be a guardian. So because of that, which I never approved of her doing, I called the guardianship commissioner's office and some woman there said, uh, oh, yeah, I know who can help you, Jared Schaefer. He's a oh, great guy. He'll no, know what God. to do. And uh, here's this number, and they gave me, his, I believe it was his home number, because when I called him, he was very upset that I called that number and said, call, call me at this office number in the morning. So I called him in the morning, and he, uh, I explained to him I couldn't find my father. And um, he did ask me at that time if my parents had owned a home, and I didn't think about it at that time. I just thought it was a normal question. I didn't think about it, you know. So I just said, well, yes, they do. And uh, he said, you need an attorney to help you. Let me send you to this person that, you know, is really good. And so he sent me to um, get an appointment with Elise Tyrell, which I found out later was his attorney. And she um, had me pay her some money um, to hire her uh, representing me. And she convinced us because we knew nothing about guardianship. We knew nothing about these people. We knew nothing about that court system. What do I know? I live in California, hadn't experienced anything like this. So um, she had me sign a document giving him temporary guardianship, and she assured me that he would be very helpful. He'd find my father, get things straightened out, and then my dad could go back to California with me. Well, as soon as he had just a temporary guardianship, um, which I didn't understand at that time, you know, back in 2009, I didn't, I really didn't know what that meant completely. I would, ha- I had no reference for that. Um, as soon as Schaefer became the temporary guardian, and I called her to ask her something, she said, "I don't work for you. I work for him." And I said, "Wait a minute! I paid you money. I have a document that says I've." retained you so she she eventually did send me my money back but then to my horror I found out that she still got paid out of my father's estate and it was from that point on that I knew something was very terribly wrong with these people and I started looking on the internet and I found that Mr. Schaefer had been you know had been a defendant in Utah in a federal securities case and had uh, paid um, I think it was about 20 grand. Him and his people that were also defendants, uh, and so they they got off really easy. Most people go to prison, I think, for those kind of charges. And um, so when I approached this Tyrell, uh, she just assured me he was a wonderful person, and he you know he didn't do anything wrong, and I would trust him with my you know with my own parents and i think about that now and it just makes me want to gag you know because it was so ridiculous yeah there you go she had to reach for her conflict of interest scenario my attorneys did that one of my new attorneys had to get her to recuse herself in court and to to back out and then you know she was out of the case but i got rid of her and then we got a worse scenario when we got another law firm that wound up billing my father $120,000 in just a few months. Um, oh, so, my God. Yeah, so long story short, we went to court on a very regular basis. Um, all the attorneys were being paid out of my father's estate to uh, for Schaefer's, rep- you know, for being represented by these attorneys. And then, you know, there were attorneys on my side that had to be 
uh, paid, and um, my father was not treated very decently. Uh, they didn't want him to go to court. They they stopped all mail going to his house. They um, demanded that I did, do not talk to him about the guardianship or any legal thing or anything, which, of course, we told him anyway, and we showed him document, documents yeah. when we had them, and he became very angry, and then he became scared. And then uh, was the very beginning of uh, 2010 where uh, I ran into uh, what was referred to Charlie Pascal, and he told me his horrible story that had happened with the same people. And, uh, you know, he warned me that, you know, it was just going to get worse. And so um, after a lot of really bad situations in court, such as them having these two women who I believe are attorneys who worked under a organization called the Senior Citizen Law Project that was supposed to be an organization that uh, offered, I believe, um, free and low-cost legal services to seniors. But what they seemed to do most of the time was sit in family court and wait for uh, either the uh, guardianship commissioner, Norheim, or uh, Schaefer or somebody to ask them, oh, would you mind, you know, talking to this particular ward to see what they really want. And that's what they did to my father. They um, they kept saying in court that my father didn't want to be with us, that we were only after his money, that I uh, had no relationship with my parents, all this stuff. And um, they did go see my father. Uh, no attorneys or no witnesses were there. They talked to him. They came back to court, and they reported that, he said that he was very happy being there in the home alone with the caregiver, that he didn't want to come to California, that he didn't want to be with me. Um, so when they reported that back to the judge, well, of course, you know, Schaefer's standing there, you know, all happy because, oh, there's no reason to terminate this guardianship. And when I told my father what they had said, he just yelled. You know, he goes, they lied. They lied. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so this this went on for so this type of activity went on for several months and it was the hearing in uh September of 2010 that was the last straw for us because that's when we finally were able to bring him to court for the first time and they treated him with total disrespect. They didn't even want him to speak. Oh my god. This is Schaefer's attorneys and the guardianship commissioner. He's not really even a judge. He's a commissioner and a hearing master. And um, right, you know they, you know that video is on YouTube. Uh, it's you know public information of that segment of that um, hearing, and part of that was played on the in in um, NBC CNBC on the Shepard Smith show uh-huh. Tuesday. They had clips from that. Okay. And so um, after that, they also wanted uh, another person. I think it was Denise Camastro, who I'm not sure what her title is, but she happened to be sitting in the court, and they were going to have her come and do a second talk with my father alone. And my attorney said, well, we'd like to have at least one attorney there from our side or each side. And the judge refused to let there be witnesses. And so... I knew that when this woman went over 
to my dad alone, she would come back to court and, and lie just like the other two women had. And I'm going, this is bull. You know, we can't, we can't let this happen again. And in the hallway, this woman, this Denise, she goes up to my father and is doing all this coochie-coochie-coo stuff and getting all closer. It was disgusting. It was like she was trying to play up to him, you know, like, uh-huh, you know, it was really disgusting. So it was after that that we thought, you know what, we're not getting anywhere. They're, they're, my father's income, they were, the caregiver service alone was over $7,000 a month. Um, oh wow! Mr. Schaefer was billing $250 an hour for his services. Patients Bristol, who eventually went to prison for exploiting other people, she was billing. I think it was about 100 or 150 an hour. Um, um, the uh, bookkeeper slash uh, office manager for um, Schaefer, um, Amy uh, Dietrich, she was billing between 40 and 100 dollars an hour for office. Things you know, a mailing, oh, uh, wow. bills, yeah, and so I mean, and I have I have documentation to back up everything I'm saying, so I'm not making up anything. And there were invoices yeah. from Mr. Schaefer where, for a whole month, one a month's worth of emails for over six thousand dollars, and another one was over seven thousand dollars, and they weren't even itemized. It was just a, a Steve Miller has them on on the Internet, I think, on American Mafia and also on his website. So um, it was pretty bad. So we had to take things into our own hands. And my father, he did not want to be there anymore. Uh, The first few months after my mother died, I'd say like the first three months or so, he was still in shock. He was very much grieving. And he wanted to stay in the place that was comfortable for him. But as soon as he came out of, you know, his initial shock of the loss of his wife uh, for six years and looking at the trust statements and documents and seeing what was going on and me telling him what had happened to other people, um, he became very upset. He literally said one night, and this was referring to Mr. Schaefer, he was so angry Now, if he was incompetent, he wouldn't have been able to understand or even get angry about this, right? Because they kept saying that he was incompetent, right? So he he had to remember, Mm -hmm. because he's a World War II veteran, you know, and he just said, if I had a shotgun, I'd blow his kneecaps out. He actually said that because he was so mad, you know? So, excuse me. So anyway, we just, um, you know, he kept saying he wanted to leave, and we were there in September um, after that hearing, and my husband said, you know, do you still want to leave with us? And he said, yes, I do. And so we we just, you know, all got in the car and we left and came back to California. And, um, you know, the next day the caregiver saw that my father wasn't there and uh, figured that we had gone, and she was happy about that because she had promised me to stay until the problem could be resolved because she didn't like what they were doing either. And by the way, the other thing that they did, and I think a lot of guardians do this, they had instructed this caregiver to spy on us. They had told her to to tell them what we did, what we said, where we went, anything that happened in the house. Because when we stayed with my dad, we were allowed to stay up to four days and four nights. They would. They told the caregiver to to keep an eye on us, and she and she was reporting back to them the first few 
times we were there, but then when we started explaining to her everything and showing her documents, she stopped that because she thought this is not right. And she didn't like it either. And uh, she was um, there um, five days a week and a nice person and took good care of my dad, but the weekend care was horrible. And I said, please don't quit because she wanted to leave and go work at a casino again where she could make really good money and because she'd done it before. And um, I said, you know, I'm worried about who they would have come in here for five days a week, you know, because the weekend girls right. weren't very good at all. So she was, she was, she was really sweet about it. And she said, I kept wondering when you guys were going to just get them out of here, you know. So the very day that, um, you know, that morning she discovered my, my father and we were gone, she called, you know, Schaefer's office and told him, and then she quit. <laughs> she, quit the she quit the agency that was, um, you know, had, had placed her there, and then we had heard that he had, Mr. Schaefer had some affiliation with it. From what I what I was oh. told, so um, yeah. So she and they oh they, what they said to her when she quit they said this which she told me later she goes oh well that's too bad that was our biggest client <laughs> I'm going oh yeah they God. were billing six between six and seven thousand dollars a month so you know they were blowing all of my father's monthly income and then more which had to keep coming out yeah. of the trust so right. So when we got them, you know, we got them back here, and then we had to start the long-distance battle. And uh, I think it right. was in about the beginning of 2013 when we were still do- dealing with all this, or was it even, I'm trying to think when that was. Steve Miller from Las Vegas started writing a lot of articles. And it was kind of yes. interesting because as soon as his articles were on the Internet, I started getting phone calls from people all over the place. I was getting, uh-huh. you know, yeah. people I didn't know out of the blue were calling me and saying, is this Becky? And I didn't, I didn't, you know, I thought, wow, what is this? I had people calling me from Southern Nevada, Northern Nevada, California, Arizona, North Carolina, Ohio, New York, all kinds of places telling me that they'd had problems that were with this, you know, uh, inclu- um, right. involving some of the same people, you know, and uh, right. heard all kinds of horrible things and, and these people told me that I was the first one that they were able to find to talk to uh, about it. Yeah. So I got calls for a very long time for a, from a lot of different people from all over. Yeah. So. Um, well, I was uh, I was glad to see that article come out and get that exposure and coverage of that particular case because I remember early on in this, um, it was one of the first ones I came across. It, you know, it was just a ton of Steve Miller, of course, had done a lot right. of work. And, uh, you know, it just, it, the stories just kept getting worse, Becky. I mean, you know, they just did. We got about three, four minutes left with you. Um, I just, it, you know, as I put in the promo, you're one of those go-to advocates, and there's so few of them out there. Um, mm-hmm. We have all of these imposters, whatever they are. And... Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to thank you for, you know, just being who you are and being up front and straight well, and outspoken. I'm an honest person. You know? and I'm honest. I don't, there you go. I don't make up things. What you see is what you get with me. You know, I'm, I'm not a, never Same been here. a fake type person ever, you know. Yeah, so, that's me. I, yeah. If you're looking for my credentials, the only one I have is no BS. 
and uh, exactly that's it and you know and uh but this story uh i recommend everyone you can look this up freely on the internet there was such an extensive amount of coverage on it and finally getting him free from this and how did you we've just got about three minutes left how did you accomplish that becky well we were blackmailed into it once my father came to california uh, we engaged in a legal battle with uh, Mr. Schaefer and his attorneys. Um, he kept still wanting to have control over his money, even though my father lived here, and even though Social Security wanted to give him his money and the VA and his two carpenter pensions. And uh, this went on for quite a while. Um, and finally, um, uh, the carpenter pensions were getting so irritated with my father and I saying, you know, the, his pensions go to him. He earned them in California. And Schaefer kept saying, but I'm the guardian. Well, he may have been the guardian in Nevada, but my dad was living here. And, and during that period of time, he did not provide a thing to my father, not a penny. He didn't send him any of his money, didn't ask about him, nothing. So it caused the carpenter pensions wow. to, uh, to create a lawsuit in um, uh Southern California, an interpleader where they made uh, Schaefer, myself, and my father all defendants, and um, uh, and they wanted the court to determine who was supposed to get the money because they they were not sure who to believe anymore because Schaefer kept telling right. them that I was a bad person, et cetera. And the horrible thing about that federal lawsuit that he caused, um, he took ten thousand dollars of my father's money from the trust. And, and got himself an attorney, but did not provide my father with an attorney, nor any money to hire an attorney. Okay? Oh, jeez. So yeah. It all ended when, at some during, while well, that interpleader was kind of lingering there, Schaefer finally said, if you, I'll terminate here if you create a conservatorship in California, which we did not want to do, because that meant more money dealing with another person. He said, right. if you get a conservator there, um, you know, the family can be the guardian over his person, but but the daughter, the husband, the granddaughter, nobody can handle Mr. Overo's over, uh, money. You have to hire a professional fiduciary there. So we were, and then he said, when you do that, then I'll terminate. Well, we did that. Cost us more money. It was a big headache. But even after we created a conservatorship here, he did not want to terminate there. He only terminated several months later when our attorney sent a letter to Wells Fargo saying, there's a conservator here, Mr. Olvera's over here, you need to transfer you know, what's left in that trust account over here to California to this conservator. And, that's the, and so once that happened, as soon as the money was cut off through Wells Fargo, yeah. Schaefer said, okay, I'll terminate now. But my father had to live oh. under two guardianships at the same time in two states. So in the oh end, all of this legal stuff cost him well over four hundred thousand dollars. So much. And the, the conservator here was afraid of me because I had told him what I'd been through, and I said, "Don't screw around with my family, or you'd be sorry." And so he kept his word. Yeah. And he terminated after only one year of being a conservator. Wrote a letter to the court, said, "Mr. Olvera can handle his affairs. He doesn't have to be under this." And we finally got my dad out. That it oh, was wow. hell for a long time. A long yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know how you took it. I well, did, I, I practically had a heart attack on one day. I was so stressed out. So, you oh know, but, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, Becky, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about this. And, like, again, congratulations on getting that coverage because well, that's going to go a you, long way. Well, we can thank you, at, at the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse because she's the one who hooked me up with the reporter. 
And um, oh, bless they were heart. very interested in the story. Okay. And it turns, yeah, it turns out the reporter lives in my same town. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, I know. Oh Even though that he worked for a national network when we were on Shepherd Smith, he just, you know, he used to live in New York, but he actually he lives in my yeah. own little town here. That we thought that was the funniest well. thing. <laughs> Yeah, what a nice, coincidence. Very nice people, yeah. very nice people at CNBC. So um, we had a well, great good. time filming, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Oh, I was I was glad for you, like I say, that you got that coverage. And I think it's a, the story is an inspiration to many people out there that are going through what you went through and the stress and the heartache and the misery Horrible. that goes along with this. And, yeah. yeah, what this does to families is absolutely incredible and they just turn to buy. They don't care. They do not care. But, Becky, thank you for coming on with us. And if you want to stay on, we've got two ladies coming in from various um, advocacy groups who have had to leave their groups for various reasons. And they're mm-hmm. going to be talking about that, what they've encountered. So it's up to you what you want to do. And yeah. um, we've got to Well, get I appreciate them on you here. having me back on again. It's been a while. And um, yeah, it so thank you, thank you for giving me a little time here, and um, I'm glad that you enjoyed that our segment on Shepard Smith, and uh, yes, I hope very that much. it will it will help along with that movie that's out, and along with uh, the yeah. Britney Spears media. I hope it's you know it's all going to help change things because it, this has yes. to stop. It does. It has to it stop. Does. It really does. So I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, bringing light to the to the subject also. So, All right. Well, um, thank you, Becky. Thank you. And tell Charlie I said hello. I will, and um, I'm going to go have to fix my husband dinner right now. <laughs> okay. So, but I, right. I'll, I'll listen to that, the whole show on, online later because it will be up there, correct? Yes, yes. 30 minutes yeah. after we shut down, it, it's loaded. So there you okay. go. But, Becky, thank Perfect. you, and have a good okay. evening. Okay. Okay. Have a good night, too, Marty. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, goodness. Um, that story, Elias, I remember when I was first involved in any of this, um, this was one of the first stories that jumped out. They're big, major stories. And she made it a big, major story. That woman would not relent till they let her father go. And uh, she fought it to the end. But like I say, the strain and stress it puts on families and individuals is just absolutely incredible. For the next segment of the show, um, these are some ladies who were formerly um, involved in uh, some activist groups and who ran into some troubles. So we've got Ashley and Melanie. Girls, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Marty and Paz. Thank you for having us. Hi. Hi. Yes. You bet. Well, yeah, we um, really want to say thank you. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you speak. No, I was going to say thank you for, um, you know, inviting us to speak on the show and allowing us to speak. And I just want to say that I've recently discovered your show and it's been so helpful. And I wish I knew about some of this about the show before and some of the excellent information that's been on. Um, It's really great. And it's a trustworthy source. And we really appreciate you. So. Well, thank you. Well, we try to be very accurate in what we report and what we talk about and we have documentation and resources and everything. I um, have been a columnist and a writer for 
more than 30 years, and one of the things the first editor I worked with taught me was document, 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 <laughs> and I've always stuck to it. And uh, you know, you you have to you have to do that to keep your credibility. Um, you girls were involved in some groups, um, and things started going off the rails. And can you tell me what happened that? Um, signal to you that things weren't what they should be? Well, that's a great question, Marty. I think there was what happened that made things stand out or give you red flags. There's a lot that stood out and gave us red flags. But, you know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and you think you're in a team with brothers and sisters that have been through this journey and that are – on the same path as you and want the same justice that you want, want the same reform, like the same abolishment or reforms or whatever the case may be that you want. You, you were on a similar path. You're on the same page. You think you can trust one another almost as if they're your new family. And you don't want to believe some of this stuff is true. Um, But, you know, as you go through, I mean, I really wanted to talk about some of the things that, you know, you might observe or things that I, you know, as I've given myself distance, I can go back and look upon and say, oh, wow, <laughs> I didn't put that, right. that together. Right. But So I just kind of wanted to, to say some things, especially for newer victims or wards that may be released from guardianship or finding their own path. Um, I wanted to give some tips and advice and things that I have noticed. Because I think that the newer victims and newer people looking for help, and there's a lot of people looking for help now that that movie came out, right? So I think there's a lot of people looking for help, and you're so susceptible to these traps. And I just want to try to make people aware, and hopefully that people are listening and, you know, will hear some of our advice or our our observations, I guess. Um, Right. So... One thing I want to say is that these people that are glory hogs or predators or whatever, they are they are almost like sociopaths. They are extremely yes. charming and friendly, you know? <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're right. so friendly and they make you feel so comfortable with them and they give you some kind of emotional attachment. I think that they make an emotional attachment yeah. or try to make an emotional bond or link to you. So you are like, okay, you're committed to them. You're like, oh, they are good. They're on the up and up. We're going to work together. We're going to do this, you know, and it's really not true. Um, And some of the things that you can really see um, is, you know, the things that I've seen is some of them will be like looking or seeking for victims. They claim it's research or they're really good researchers, but Mm -hmm. really they're good at looking for victims. And you'll find, right. if you find that they're looking for older women, mostly with no extended family and are wealthy, that's a huge, huge warning sign. Yes. Um, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You're like right for the picking, right? <laughs> like yeah. that movie yeah, called them go. a cherry. Oh, here's a yeah, cherry. You're a cherry. Yeah. You're a cherry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You're right for the picking. You're a cherry. Right for the picking. And um, (laughs) so I guess the thing that's heartbreaking is when I realized this and finally put it together, it's like, wow, (laughs) it's just, wow, it's heartbreaking because you think you're on the same team and they're really not, they're really, they're almost worse than the, 
I believe they're worse than the guardians because they're claiming to be on your side and yet they are going behind your back or using you for whatever purposes to go on hearings or whatever. And they're using you. They're just using you. You are just leverage. You're just a piece of the puzzle. And once you're done, that's okay. They'll discard you. I mean, trust me, this happened to me. Mm -hmm. They didn't even care. I'm gone. Okay, bye. You're gone. Discarded onto the next. And we're going to the most susceptible victim who's been the most traumatized. We're going for her because she's not going to pay attention, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's it's sad because it's like really these people can have like a cult-like following because I've seen they're called, um, I've I've heard of some of the the female virgins being called angels. I, I see that a lot. Oh, this person's an angel. Yeah. They're an angel. Or they're a national uh-huh. mentor. They're our national mentor. They are really not a national mentor. They're not an angel. They are so deceptive. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I'm going to tell yep. you, I've seen it, and I've given passes, and I'm embarrassed to say some things I've witnessed, um, some of these glory hogs or predators. I've, I've heard them asking wards for donations if they want to help, mm-hmm. asking about their will and testament, their last will and testament, and changing it. And when are you going to change oh your God. last will and testament? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that was going on, all this be, stuff. Yeah. I yeah. This well, is I know that they asked be... for, isn't there one that's asking for, like, $5,000? I mean, someone's yeah. already victimized. You're desperate. You're, like... This, you you don't you kind of think you're the only one until you find someone, and you probably are willing to pay that five thousand dollars, thinking, okay, this is it, this is gonna because what's being done is illegal. Let's get this sorted out. I'm gonna pay the five thousand dollars, and then nothing happens, and you're out five thousand dollars, and you're emotionally, like, victimized. Yeah, right. Because these people, right. I don't know, like once you've gone through trauma, like if you've gone through true trauma like these victims, these wards, or family member, like, you know, the extending family, you know it's trauma. It's PTSD. I mean, when you are actively in that trauma, you are, like, emotionally distraught. You don't make sense when you speak. (laughs) You know, nothing. Yeah. You're just, you're all over the map, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 they're so, you're so easy to victimize and to get people on your side. And I've actually witnessed one person that, like, has this, per, pre, has like glorified this predator to the point where they're obsessed with them. A couple people actually yeah. are obsessed with the glory hogs. They, it's like a cult. It's really like a cult. Like they don't want to yeah. believe. They want to believe that these people have their best interest, and they really didn't. They were nothing more than bait for them. And that's yeah, the right. most sad and depressing thing. And I think anybody who's really well, in it for the right reasons. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, this thing is soliciting donations. We talked about this last week. We don't solicit, Mm -hmm. and we don't charge anybody anything. Uh, We went to great expense to work with the people in Alaska, and that was at our own expense. Welcome donations if anybody would want to, but we're not going to beg for them or charge people for services or research or anything else. We don't do that. But I know exactly no. what you're talking about. I've heard this from so many, and so has Cause, about yeah. how they uh, basically get used 
to promote the person who has, desperately wants to be some kind of celebrity. And they've chosen this particular issue because it's family-centered. It tears families up. And when people, like you mm-hmm. said, are in this emotional state, and many of them, you're correct, are suffering from PTSD. And mm-hmm. so when they're in this state, you know, they're more likely to give everything they've got, thinking there's a way out. And I, we have seen mm-hmm. more of these people betrayed and let down, and they said they were going to do this, this, and this, and then they didn't do anything, or they tried to pass this off to somebody else who was going to handle our case, and nothing ever got done. I, you know, I don't know what kind of a – to me, these people are monsters. They're just as bad as these predator guardians. They're just as bad as these amoral attorneys, and yeah. as just as corrupt is that person sitting up there calling themselves Actually, a judge? Actually, I think they're worse and, because they've kind of gone through it to some level and they're still exploiting it. Yes. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. I think they're well, more disgusting, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, I do too because they're, they're pretending to be what these people are, victims, and they never were. The court cases on some of these that finally came out on some of these people – showed a whole different picture than what the public was being told by them. And, right, you know, things didn't go the way they said, didn't do the way they said, uh, but they had actually played on this, trying to garner sympathy and, you know, and cover up their own misdeeds. And I think that is pretty gutless on its own. But uh, to, to torment families like this, you know, I honestly wish... I had the magic key. I wish I had the way to stop all of this, and I could tell people, yes, I can help you. I can do this. We'll get this stopped. I haven't found it yet. All these years, all this research, all this writing, I still have not found it, and I would never represent to somebody that I had the answer when I know, in fact, I do not. And um, I don't know what kind of low life well, it takes to do that, but there's several of them out there that do. And um, Right. But... Did you talk to others in your group about what your suspicions were? Yeah, um, you know, mildly in my own, like, little um, state group, I I talked to some people, and, you know, I don't know how well-received it was. I don't know. Nobody's come back to me for more information, um, and there's been major life events in some of these people's lives, but one girl's reaction really broke my heart, and I this is why I was hesitant to even say anything to them, because I was like, oh, man, I'm so hesitant to say anything because I was really worried about this person's feelings. Like, they're a human being. I I value them. I love them like they're my sister. I care about them. You know, and I know it sounds uh-huh. weird or maybe corny, but I no, do. I love the people. I care about them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're the people I've worked mm-hmm. the closest with. Well, this, right. one, this one person couldn't even handle hearing it. She started crying. She's like, I can't. I can't hear anymore, which I understood because I had had it. When I realized this and put it all together, I had like three or four breakdowns that day because I thought all these people were trustworthy. We were on the same team. And so I knew her being in active trauma was going to have a really hard time with it. She's like, I can't hear anymore. I can't believe it. I think people are setting them up. They don't want us to succeed. They want to break us apart. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like... And I understand where she's – I understand what she feels because I want to work collectively yeah. as a nation too. You know, I have the same desires, but 
you cannot keep your head in the sand on this stuff. You have right. to look at it. In right. The, you have to look at the snake in the eye and just cut their head off. Because if you don't, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> you know, you right. are really just asking right. for trouble, yeah. I think. I mean, so it broke my heart. I knew she was going to have that reaction, and then I just kind of let it go. And I kind of haven't talked to them anymore about it, but I felt like I felt like I had to say something to them. I'm like, look, I trust you girls. I, you know, I've been in this with you from day one. We've been a unit. Mm-hmm. I can't keep it from you. But I said, I have to say something to you. And, and they wanted more facts, and I didn't have exact facts yet at that time. And so right. there's certain facts I have that I can't share. I mean, there's only so much you can share. Right. And, um, and you know, I got, I've got i gotten more and more information. And the more and more time I've given it, I'm like, oh, I'm putting things together daily. So, like, even today I was talking to right. Melanie and I was like, oh, you know, this and this. You know, I'm like, I didn't, like, we didn't even realize that. We're like, oh, wow. Yeah, we did this. We've really seen a lot, you know. And um, yeah. it's just the hard. Thing, I mean, it's, go ahead. Sorry. And another red flag is that, um, when these glory hogs, you know, they'll they'll um, see someone progressing in, in their area or they're doing something, you know, that they um, feel um, is is um, moving forward. They'll say to that person, um, well, don't you know that, you know, you're taking away from my organization? You can't be doing that. And, you know, so what? that's another red flag. Oh, yeah. Yes, we, Your we've heard that. You're mm-hmm. taking away from my organization, oh. my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My money, my money. My money, like it's their money. They're entitled to it, you know, of course. It's my money. And these oh people tend to only target the wealthy. They ha- happen to help, quote, unquote, help these wealthy victims and, like, they're going right after Britney Spears now. I can only imagine if they're going to try to, you know, expel from her for these Jesus they supposedly, yeah. quote, unquote, did. They were miracle workers to help her. <laughs> and they did nothing. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And wow. Wow. Say, when you say Are one you thing, away one... from their money? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. There's, there's, one, there's one common thing that I feel from us talking and from talking to other people, these kind of, you know, glory hog, predator kind of person, they always like to go out of their way to badmouth NASCA. Yeah, and that or anybody. When we finally, yeah, NASCA or yeah. anybody. Yeah. yeah. And Even NASCA, people that you supposedly work alongside, they'll be badmouth. But oh yeah, my, NASCA. Oh, my yeah, God. Yep. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, yeah, NASCA, they the do one. not want mm-hmm. anyone going to NASCA. They do not want anyone because NASCA is, is the one organization that can bring us all together. But the glory hog, the predator glory hog, doesn't want everyone coming together because for some reason that is what's going to work best for their agenda is to keep everyone isolated, separated, because we know how well isolation works. And so right. if, you can, mm-hmm. if you can badmouth NASCA, if you can tell people, oh, yeah, they don't really do anything, blah, 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 that is going to help hinder the true victim and as we heard from becky who spoke earlier who did she just say was the organization that got her an interview on cnbc it was nazca right. she said it did everyone catch that it was yeah, nazca who got her 
Yeah, it was NASCA who got her that interview. 100% of our media is all from NASCA. And so that, right, if anyone's listening and they are wondering if they are in the trap of a Predator Glory Hog, go and ask that Predator Glory Hog what their opinion of NASCA is. And if the Predator Glory Hog says something negative about NASCA, you know you're probably dealing with a Predator Glory Hog. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah. I don't even think if they're yeah. listening that they could honestly sit and tell somebody, oh, they're great. I don't think they would. I don't think they have the capacity to do that. They're too tied up in their own ego to even possibly yeah. do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I do yeah. agree with that. And uh, that's when you, this is an issue you cannot allow your ego to get involved in um, over the years. Uh, and Kaz can tell you, I personally have been beat to death by these people. Um, it's all, and then if you say any, which I never do, because, it, you know, it, quite frankly, I don't think they're worth responding to. And, mm-hmm. but if if anyone says anything to them in defense of anything, then they fall back and play the victim. Oh, they're wounded. They're mm-hmm. so tired of doing all this hard work and being made fun of. You weren't being made fun of. You're being called out for being a jackass. And um, <laughs> but you know, and this stuff. Well, you know, and this stuff just true. goes on all the time. But it is true. And um, but you know, and you have to learn to spot those jackasses too because they're out there all over the place. And but see, people are looking at this. From um, what do I want to say? From the aspect of what it's going to get them, not can I help people? Not is this going to work? What can we do here? You know, none of that. This is from the aspect of what is this going to get me? And do you think I'm a superstar? And and I want to give a little piece of advice here. If anyone asks you for all your email contacts. Because that way we can reach the greatest number of people and they all need to hear this message. You do not have the right to pass along someone else's personal contact information, whether email or phone number, to third parties. I pass that request on to them and let them respond if they want to. But don't do that. You don't have any right to do that. Secondly, if you have media contacts, Don't go out there blowing your horn about it because these people will start incessantly calling them, emailing them, hammering at them, telling them how important they are and they should be talking to them. And if it wasn't for them, you know, the whole world would have imploded 10 years ago and it just goes on and on and on and we lose those contacts many times. They don't want to be bothered. Same thing with politicians. If you have political contacts, keep your mouth shut. These people will zoom in, hammer, email, call they will hover above their offices, hang outside their windows, and look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the most important one. It was me. You should be talking to me. Why won't you communicate? We need to communicate. How come you haven't called me back? And this goes on and on. We've heard this from many, many of our contacts, that this incessant hammering at these people is the quickest way to get that door shut, which I'm beginning to wonder at this point in time isn't exactly the reason they do it. I, I don't yes. know about you girls, but, but but it seems to me too much 
adverse activity is happening behind all of this for any of this to be incidental or coincidental. This has to be a plan of action because you can't have this happen time after time after time. Keep your contacts to yourself. And then when you've got your interview done or you've got, you know, whatever done, then go out there. At that point, it matters not. You've you've done what you you were going to do. If they want to go out there and make an ass out of themselves, let them do it. And but I know um, cease yeah. and desist letters have been sent out. I know that threats of being charged with cyber stalking have gone out. Uh, I had one lady tell me we almost tore the phone out of the wall. Because the calls were coming in every 15, 20 minutes. Why won't you communicate with me? We need to communicate. We're working on the same thing. And I'm the world's leading advocate on, you know, and you need to call me. Why won't you talk to me? Never talked before. And it just went on. And she had saved many of these and sent them to me. I said, you just did this to give me nightmares, didn't you? And, oh, um, but, you know, True. it just... Yeah. Uh, why won't you well, communicate? Because you're crazy. One, that's why. Right. Yeah, and I, I pretty much called out the one glory hog without calling him out. But I, he knew I was talking about him in the email. It was a big group email. And he knew I was talking about him. He called me right away, left me a message, wanting to chat with me. Wrote, you know, of course, you know, yeah. just want to chat with you. Oh, okay. I haven't had yeah. anybody. Yeah. I'm not going to call you back. Well, I played it for my husband. My husband's like, if he calls you again, let me answer the phone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, you go. I missed some of these call, like these messages that you had that are really great advice of do not just carbon copy people. And now I don't anymore. I said one person right. and then I BCC everybody else because I used to think yes. that transparency is the best way to go. Let's just put everybody out there. Let's, you know, you know, I used to think that, well, you know, when, I, when these people, <laughs> And they send these emails with all these email addresses exposed. For one thing, that's a violation of privacy. Secondly, mm-hmm. it is done for no other reason. If you're a professional, you know not to do this. But when it is done, it's done for no other reason. Hey, look at me. Look at all the contacts I have. Look at all the people that are hanging on every word. I know this is all the people that you're spamming with email. And, that, you know, it it's just... The the level of of creepiness on this is just just unbelievable, and um, you know you feel like it's tales from the crypt, and you've got this stalker <laughs> out there, and you yeah, know it's the tales from the crypt music. You know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry. Hear the doors creaking open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> but it's just you know. <laughs> Well, it is, you know, uh, you've got to get your laugh somewhere because if you don't, and, uh, but, you know, all of this stuff, and like I say, people be be responsible, be considerate. I don't want my email address and phone number passed around without my permission. I don't right. want that to happen. I, I field about 200 emails on average a day. Please don't put me on these lists. And... But the idea, you know, I had one reporter I talked to here about a year ago when we were up in Alaska finishing up up there, and he said, he he said, I I hear I may have a stalker, and I said, who told you that? And it was our client up there, and um, 
he said that this person had been trying to locate them and they had dodged them so far. And he mm-hmm. said, what do I need to know here? I said, well, if they find you, your phone will blow up, your computer will max out. I said, your email will log down. And I said, because you need to communicate with them. You need to talk to them. They're the who's who in this deal. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, oh, no. I said, oh, yes. And thank God for you, because now maybe they'll leave me alone. And, but, it, you know, it is. I got a friend out in Boston that one of these people called her. And the same thing every 20, 30 minutes, there's a message. We need to communicate. I don't know why you won't communicate with me. Why won't you talk to me? We need to have a conversation. If, if we don't talk, we can't get things resolved. But this went on, and she sent me copies of all these messages. I, I, I haven't forgiven her for that yet. And and then at one point, finally got her, caught her on the phone, and she hung up on him. He sends a message to her saying, I don't know what your problem is. I suppose Marty Oakley um, poisoned the waters ahead of me, and um, uh, that, and that's why you won't talk to me. She said, the man apparently doesn't remember calling me last year trying to tell she's an appellate attorney, trying to tell me uh-huh. about the law and blew up and raged on the phone. And she said, my husband grabbed the phone and hung it up. But she, according to these messages left, they had never spoken before her. She said, "Is he crazy?" I said, "Just a little bit." And um <laughs> but you know, it's stuff like this and it looks bad for all of us. Uh, I yes. had a senator tell me he said, "You know, when these people start haranguing and incessantly, he said, you know, just spamming you, he said we consider it in Congress and and in the Senate, he said when that you get this constant from one person or one group this nonstop you talk to us. We need to talk to you. We want an appointment. We want to talk to you. Why won't you talk to me? I need an appointment. And he said, you're the last person that's going to get in there. He said, the only reason I'm talking to you is you never called me back. <laughs> you know, try once. And that's it. And uh, But he said, I thought I was safe in responding to you. But, you know, people, I'm telling you out there in the audience, don't do this. Don't harangue at these people. Because first off, they don't want to talk to you anyway. I mean, get that through your head. They do not want to talk to you. They are not interested in anything you have to say. The federal government and all those little people running around in the District of Criminals know full well exactly what is going on in this system. They all know every freaking one of them. They all know. They don't want to be confronted with it because once they are, this requires them, obligates them to do something about it, and that's the last thing they want to do. And so, right. you know, and furthermore, and I keep telling people, you cannot change anything on the federal level regarding this. The only changes you can affect are in your state. And you have a state legislature where they meet. You get on down there. Present yourself. Introduce yourself. Well, I've done our it. state <laughs> is screwed then. You know? Our state is screwed then because they're corrupt all the way up the flagpole, we say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, they are. I mean, well, you know, and that's another thing. The glory well, hog inserted himself. Sorry. He inserted himself. I had a meeting with the AG's elder justice director, and oh, they awful. were actually scared. They were scared. They called me and kept me on the phone after our teleconference for an hour. They were scared. Oh, wow. I was all excited. Silly me. I call 
King Glory Hog. I don't even want to call him King because he doesn't deserve a crown. He would be like patting himself on the back. But I call King Glory Hog and I say, Glory Hog, guess what? This person's scared. They were <laughs> they kept me on the phone for an hour. I couldn't get them off the phone. I had to chase them off. I said I couldn't keep, I, you know, they were scared. They're terrified. He's like, oh, that's great. That's great. Next thing I know, it's totally dropped. I'm totally dismissed. They want yep. nothing to do with me. And I guarantee yep. it is because of him. <laughs> yes. Wow. You know, yeah. We hear, sabotage. We hear this from a lot of people. Yeah, sabotage. Good word. Mm-hmm. Good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sabotage. Yeah. Well, you know, and, <laughs> yes, yes. But like I say, after they, all these they, years. They, they, Yes. They brag that they shake hands with these people. You know, yes. these glory hogs, they, they brag that, oh, and it's why are they shaking hands? Why are they making deals with them? You know, it yes. it seems the opposite. Yes. Right. Um, it, you know, I just, Cos and I have been out there to D.C., and the one thing that mm-hmm. becomes glaringly apparent very quickly is it's all one big party and you wasn't invited. But we had a couple of yeah. friends here and there, you know, with um, some of these elected officials. And this is another thing I want people to remember. I, I see people get starstruck, and the glory hogs seem to be most particularly subject to this. That people get starstruck, oh, he's a senator, oh, he's a representative. I don't give a damn, he's a public employee, you're paying his wages. And I told yeah, one so out there who <laughs> called me by my first name and said, you don't understand. And I said, first off, I didn't give you permission to call me by my first name. And secondly, I said, I think I helped pay your salary, and I believe that makes you my employee. And I <laughs> yeah. said, so I will expect you to adopt a little more subservient tone when you speak to me. And the face went red, the veins jumped out, and there was some shaking that went on. And apparently at this point, because I'm a woman, I was supposed to get scared and start crying and go, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. Wrong woman. I always miss that cue. And um, I was standing there looking at him, and I honestly thought to myself, I hope you don't pee yourself, because <laughs> I, can't, I can't be of any help there, you know. But the, the arrogance of these people. The arrogance. And so, you know, Kaz and I have been invited to D.C. numerous times. We choose not to go because there's nothing to be accomplished there. We do the summit because it gives public exposure to these very same people. That's why we do the summit. And it has generated some response. But as far as being there to say, oh, I met Senator so-and-so, and I did, and I was at lunch with that. Oh, please, get out of here. I couldn't eat, get lunch down if I was sitting with these people. And uh, <laughs> it might blow jumps you know, on them, you know. And, speaking yeah. of lunch, speaking of lunch in D.C., this is just the one thing that I really noticed. Did you go down to the cafeteria at all, Marty? It was in that Senate yeah, building. Yeah, went the one time. It, yeah, yes. well, did you know, I mean, the food, the food is good. It's the, a lot of food for like $4. Did you notice yeah. how cheap the food is? And I'm like, oh, even their food is subsidized because that's where yeah. they all go down to eat. And it's like, I mean, yeah. that was the one thing. And you have to go through security to get through this building. And there was, you know, we were, we were saying that we were going to the, um, it was a luncheon. 
and I can't rem- I think you had to have I can't remember if we had to show tickets or but I just remember it was this big long line to get even into the building and there was you know yes. all sorts of you know um law enforcement and you had to go through the metal detector and the shakedown so mm-hmm. just not anybody is getting into that building but once you get in you get to eat the cheap good cheap lunch and like you can get like huge lunch for four dollars maybe three dollars like a lot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, almost that's probably dinner time the lobster tail we were there for but that right. was the one thing i couldn't believe i'm like oh because you know if you go out to eat in dc it's very expensive in dc go to a restaurant yes. go, you know if you want to eat at, in that senate cafeteria which i'm guessing they all go down and get their lunch when they're working you get to eat for like three to four bucks that and you can't even your, your lunch for that <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, there I couldn't we go. believe. I couldn't believe how cheap the food but, was. I was like, "Wow, yeah, subsidized." Even and it was actually food. edible, and yeah. it was good. But yeah, and that's it. It had to be subsidized because you know they couldn't sell it for that price. We all knew that sitting there, that there's no way they yeah. could honestly sell it for that price. Um, oh. So you you have to know it was subsidized. But like I say, going there other than the summit is actually a waste of time. Um, we had had these, I call them fluff and buff bills, come out. Um, one of them came out from Senator Grassley's office called the Elder Justice and Protection Act of 2019. And they were really going to go after this elder abuse thing. There wasn't a damn thing in there except um, a reiteration of standing state and federal laws on mail fraud, wiretap fraud, fraud on the <laughs> Internet, that kind of thing. That's all it was. Um, and then in the middle of it, they were further empowering and funding every freaking agency we fight and added about 30 more. And that was the bill. And everybody's going, oh, this is a wonderful – I totally support this bill. You apparently did not read that bill. Oh, I support it. I've wholeheartedly – and I've sent Senator Grassley a letter of thank you and an introduction to my – oh, shut up. And uh, <laughs> but it Yeah, because they don't really you know, understand it. No, they, and they never yeah. read it. They never read it. Right. And they read the title and thought that's actually what the bill was about. Like, who in the hell does that? And uh, But they never actually read the bill. There was nothing in it that would protect. Down at the bottom of it, because I complained to the, uh, the DOJ about it vociferously, they put a little carry-on at the bottom that says said that they had been charged by the the House to develop a bill, a model bill on guardianship. I lit up on them on the House, and I said, I wrote the speaker, and I said, you do not have the authority under the non-delegation doctrine. You cannot delegate your authority to create bills to an outside agency or agent. And no bill ever came out from the DOJ. And uh, I don't know, it was because of, you know, was it something I said? Um, But it just, I, I don't know. But I, you know, girls, I've talked to so many people. So has cause, and we've. I know NASGA has fielded calls from people that have been involved in other groups, and there are other good groups out there, but they are few and far between. There are too many of these. Uh, what, what do you? I don't even know what you want to call them. Uh, well, glory it's hogs like a corrupt ring. Are, it's like a. It's like a yes. uh, corruption ring within the corrupt ring. You know, yes. it's like a mini corruption ring. <laughs> there are rings. Well, I've said rings. this several times. 
when I got into this, I always anticipated fighting the people on the other side. I never anticipated the flack I would get from people that are supposed to be on the same side I am. We do not go anywhere and post negative comments or denigrate what anybody else is doing. Never have done it. But no, I, I have never, seen things written I never about heard me. of you until recently. Yeah. Yes. I know you're not. You're not glory yeah. hogging it. <laughs> no. No. So no. Speak, and I'm serious. You're not. <laughs> because it took yeah. me forever to find you, which is sad, you know. But yeah. well, we're I glad you did. I'm all over the place. I know. I'm yeah. glad I did, too. Uh, I'm so glad. Yeah. But you get these people, like, in your group that you were in. Who, who get enthralled with this personality, and I think what it is is they're so desperate. They are so desperate that these people make mm-hmm. it sound like they're going to save them. And if you just listen to them, if you just do what I tell you, and why don't you go research this and let me know what you find, and then when you do send them what you found, they stand up and go, look at what I found researching. They never mentioned the mm-hmm. person they handed it off to. Uh, and this goes on right. all the time. Um, what we have noted about these people is they don't. It's rare that they actually do any work themselves. They assign it to these these cult members, these cultish members, and who go out and do all the research <laughs> and give it to them. And no, don't you love me now? Well, yes, I do. Watch this. And then they stand up and go. In my efforts, I found this. No, you didn't. You found it in your email from that person you told to go look it up for you. And uh, right, but. I just don't, like I say, it's taking advantage of people that are already compromised. And that I resent. You know, you, yeah, it's like yeah. kicking somebody when they're down. Wait a minute, I'm about to kick you in the head. And um, yeah, we've seen people be put in jail behind what these people tell them. We've seen court cases lost behind what these people tell them. And, and they're stunned. And I think the PTSD at that point becomes progressively worse. Because this is yeah. a massive betrayal. They'll put everything in these people. But right. Did, it's like did trauma anybody bonding. else in your mm-hmm. – yes, yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's trauma-based bonding, yes. And this, right. by the it's way, is exactly – yes, what the guardians do to the people they isolate. And nobody cares right. about you but me. I'm the only one that loves you. I'm the only one you better pay attention. If I don't see you, you're not going to get anything. I'm the only one taking care of you. You don't see anybody else here, do you? Nope, you just see me. And you better you better do what I tell you or I'll leave. Oh, please leave. Mm-hmm. Please. And uh mm-hmm. and then they you want know, it's just, and then they want they yeah. want you to support their organization, you know, with financial yes. part of it. Oh yeah. Yes, Melanie, yes, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I will they say, we don't solicit. Go ahead. Oh, but they'll say, they'll, like, ask for donations. They'll make you feel guilty for them, and they'll ask for donations, and then they'll make other people feel guilty, and they'll, like, announce it, and they'll be like, oh, so-and-so gave a donation. Does anybody else want to give a donation? Oh. And then they'll, like, treat you badly oh. in some of these groups if you don't do it. It's wow. really oh, outrageous. Oh, well, yeah. I think, <laughs> Go ahead. I think we need to review NASCA's membership. So to be a member of NASCA, it is a lifetime, one-time um, entry fee of $20. $20 for lifetime membership, except Marty got an honorary membership. Now, if you're oh, a ward, you. <laughs> if you're a ward, they are not going to ask you 
for $20, you can be a member. And if you are also experiencing a financial hardship, they will waive the $20 fee. And that's it. That's the only thing that they ask you for is $20, but if you really can't pay the $20, you can get out of it, you know. But, I mean, no one's getting paid. There's, I mean, with that kind of, you know, fundraising, that's not, that's not a lot of money. And I know people who are working for NASCA are working for free. They're working hard. Yep. It's more mm-hmm. than a full-time job for them because it's such a oh, serious yeah. topic. And it's, I mean, there's so much passion with the people who are with NASCA. And they are not, they are not you know, guilt-tripping anybody to give them money. I love to, I've done a few fundraisers, you know, here at the bakery or I've did the birthday Facebook one, but no one ever asked me to do it. I did it because I really believe in NASGA and I want to help. I think the best charity is the one where they're not beating you over the head, give me money, give me money, but you want to support them and you're going to give them money. Mm-hmm. So the fact that a glory hog would be like, you know, give me money, give me money, blah, blah, blah. That there is a red flag. It's just the red glory hog flag. There's oh, it is. so and many flags that we're uncovering. And even like a new standard of glory hogs, a predator glory hog. New oh, for yeah. our vocabulary, Marty. Okay. We have a new vocabulary word. Yeah. Predator glory <laughs> hog. <laughs> I just well, got true. a message here from true. someone who said, um, yeah. uh, there is a paid protagonist who has been trying to destroy the movement. If you hear from this person, you'll know who it is. And I thought, oh, okay. That's rather cryptic. Play the tales from the crypt music again. Yeah. And, um, but it, yeah, we should make you a know, YouTube video but, with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sorry, there we go. Laugh, but it's true. It's funny. That's all right, yes. Yeah. We'll do a special just, Halloween uh, edition. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Glory Hog yeah, Edition. Yeah, give you nightmares. We got that. we got that. We figured out. Can you imagine the never-ending phone call? You just have to talk to me. I just want to work with you. I'm the number one. I'm the best. I'm the world's leading advocate. Oh my God! I'll, I'll yeah, come at my expense. Pay me for a a, yeah. a, a lecture. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, sorry. So for somebody who's an advocate research and put my speech together for me because I don't do that. But, um, you know, it's just, I think it's tragic. I really do. I I think it's tragic because people are already so wounded and hurt and stressed. And, uh, you know, and then to to be betrayed on this level uh, is just, and, you know, Kaz and I do a lot we don't talk about. Um, We don't air our clean laundry much less our dirty laundry and um but <laughs> right. we keep it what we have to we have to to keep these people out of it from interfering in it and derailing everything which is usually what happens when they show up and so you know in your group nobody else uh, thought this behavior was odd or uh, well as i started pointing it out it one person one person thought oh yeah i i see that i see that and then She's like, well, no, because the other person was getting upset. And I, I kind of wanted to regroup with her, but I haven't yet because I wanted yeah. to wait until after I came on the show, first of all. And then second yeah. of all, I just 
I just wanted to wait, you know, I just wanted to wait and give her space because she had a major thing going on in her life and I wanted her to enjoy right. it. I didn't want to burden her with, you know, yeah. Lori Hogg bull crap. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the way yeah. I think yeah. she needs, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just didn't. And then yeah. the girl that's like so committed to him, she even sent me an email today. Oh, I called him and he even said I should fire him because I said, I don't think you should be copying this person on your emails. And I, you know, because um, she sent an update about her case and all this. And I'm like, I don't think you should be copying this person, this glory hog on your email. I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, that's just my opinion. I don't think you should because it's going to get you in more trouble. And I even tried to point yeah. it out to her since she got him involved and this person spoke to her attorney. It's been nothing but problems. And not even just problems yeah. like you would expect in this corrupt system, but like problems like, the attorney's not doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's out of the ordinary for them. And they're just super lax. And I'm like, how do you not see this? Yeah. Like, I want to just show her like, and I feel so bad because she wants this like hero thing. Well, I called this yeah. glory hog. I called him. He didn't call me. I called him. No, he's using you, honey. He's using you. And now, that I'm discarded, these other people in this group are totally capitalizing on it and using her also. So, I mean, what can I oh, say? Wow. I mean, I'm not going to be used. Like, I get really upset, you know, now. I'm like, I put uh-huh. my foot down. I'm like, I'm not being used. You know, I'm not going to be used. Right. Period. And I'm I actually don't... thinking about putting a disclosure, a disclaimer on my correspondence. Anything that I put in writing, I'm thinking about putting a little asterisk at the bottom saying that I'm not affiliated with these glory hogs and these certain individuals. I want to make it known that I'm not affiliated with them, actually. <laughs> Quite hmm. the opposite, you know. Well. And that's how serious yeah. I am. I don't want to be affiliated with them. I'm not associated with them. If hmm. you get an email from them, I'm not any part of it. I don't want to speak with them. I don't. Nope. I'm not with them. <laughs> Period. Right? Wow. That's how it I feel. Is, I'm serious, I think it's and I'm dead serious. <laughs> well, I think the the worst part of this is we're fighting a terrible system as it is. And like yeah. I say, the idea that <clears throat> we have to battle with people that are supposed to be on the same side. Um, and it's basically over what I consider to be positioning. Uh, they want to be positioned in case this ever does break open to jump up and say, look at me, I saved the world. No, you didn't. And... Um, you know, I figure if we do make progress, which I'm thinking is going to come, um, yeah, it's going to be it because is. all of us. Yeah, it's going to be because of all of us who fought this battle. It isn't going to be because of one person was more important than the other, or you know, <clears throat> isn't going to be in it because of any of that. It's going to be because people persevered and wouldn't give up. Uh, Becky, I think, was a fine example of that. I mean, she oh, fought yeah, a yeah. battle you would not believe over her dad and, uh, uh, you know, hung in right to the end. She went up against one of the big guys in this, and that's that Jared Schaefer in Nevada. And um, mm-hmm. wow. she just would not back down. And, it, see, it's going to take people like that and people like you girls that are looking at the long run, the end goal. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you know my name or you don't, you know. Um, I'm just not in this for notoriety, and um, I want to get this stopped. And somehow or another, I'm going to find the way. I will. I will find the way. 
And uh, but it's just like I say, I got a series of articles coming out this next week on things I never knew about the law and uh, about being incapacitated and all of that. So hopefully, maybe you can read those when I get them done. But oh, what I is will. it you hope yeah, to accomplish in the future? Yeah. Well, we really want to abolish. Term. I think. Well, I think we mm-hmm. want to abolish guardianship. That's a long-term goal. But mm-hmm. in the short term, yes. why mm-hmm. I came on to do this, and I don't get into gossip and like right. I call it chatter. I don't get into that. So, like, yes. I've heard these some of these things before, and I've kind of like put them on the back burner. Okay. Well, in this case, I wanted to tell new victims and victims that you can't take that approach. If you hear chatter, if you hear gossip, or if you hear that people are sabotaging and not having your best interests at heart, you need to take that to heart and you need to listen. Yeah. And you need to really research this because it's serious. It is so serious. And I don't want anybody else to go through the heartbreak I went through. I mean, seriously. Right. I am I'm like, I'm laughing about it now with you as Tales from the Crypt. I'm trying to be funny and whatever. But, I mean, yeah. it's true, though. It was heartbreaking to me. Like, I had, my husband was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I had, like, three breakdowns that day because these are people I thought I could trust. Like, especially right. the one person who's an advocate, an angel. I thought I could trust this person. And to find out right. they were, like, to really realize what they were really doing, it was so painful mm-hmm. and so hard to accept. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, you yeah. know. And I talked to this person on freaking Thanksgiving, you know. She was like, oh, oh, wow. I consider her like a sister, you know. And to realize what she's really doing and how she goes out of her way to assure you that she's so transparent and she's not and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. These are things I say. I'm very transparent, and I am, and that makes me feel like I look bad because I'm like, and it makes advocates look bad. So I really want people to understand this, that you have to really be careful about what you do and say to people and what you believe in because some of these people just do not have your best interest at heart. They're looking out for themselves, and they're very corrupt, and collusion collusion is running really rampant, it seems. So you have to really be super careful, and that's why your show is so important, that you educate people on these things. Like, do not copy people on emails. Do not give out phone numbers. Do not be so transparent. They want you to be so transparent that you give away your information. Do not do it. They come into your meetings looking for information. Anybody know. Anybody that keeps harping at you, uh, I had one of them levy that charged me. She, she's not uh, talking to another person. She's not transparent, and I like transparency. And she's not transparent. Yeah, I am. This is all there is right here. I'm not the mm-hmm. one creating a false persona or a false, uh, what do I want to say, resume. Uh, that's not me doing that. That's not transparent. Um, mm-hmm. I just am what I am. But people who who scream all the time about, I want transparency, I like people, and I do it in the name of transparency. No, you did it because you think it makes you look important. And by the way, when you send an email, everybody, and it's got all these exposed addresses on it, you are inviting viruses, Trojans, um, malware, spyware, phishing programs right into your computer. They look for this, this multiple address thing, and they key into it. Then they rip through every one of those and go into their addresses, address book, 
And so it's something you don't do. The way you said you did it by, you know, you mail it to yourself and then BCC everybody else. And um, mm-hmm. uh, because if people don't need to know all your contacts. They don't no, need they don't. to know all your contacts. And because, um, you know, you know, I've said forever, this whole issue is like walking through a minefield and you don't know which head is going to blow up next. And we, we've just... I think this issue drives people over the edge, and I think mm-hmm. that when these provocateurs come along, these people are just ripe for being taken to the cleaners. And I just got another message here of, last year you asked me for $1,000, and I said firmly, no, no, you never. I never asked you for anything. No, I did not. I oh, never no. have done ask you for a thousand dollars you need to shut up carolyn and uh but uh <laughs> <laughs> gee many christmas you better get busy baking donuts cause because i need money and um <laughs> no it's, it's, yeah Kazi, what's your take on well, all of this well i feel that what we need to do is to sort of come up with like a checklist of how to how how to spot a predator glory hog and you know maybe like a five to ten item checklist like a test you know Mm -hmm. do they support nazca do you know like something something that we could come up with so that everybody can be aware and they can maybe put that magnifying glass up to different people and decide for themselves because yeah People are so vulnerable. There's such a bond in the guardianship yes. world. Like I have so many wonderful friends that I've made, but the thing is how I made them is we're victims together. We're victims of the same guardian yes. or victims of the same judge, victims of the system. And there's such a bond yep. here because nobody else understands. You talk to like, you know, Joe, you know, Joe Blow out there who has no idea about any of this and they don't even know what you're talking about or they think you're crazy. And so it's really nice to have somebody that understands what you went through and there's such a bond there. Mm-hmm. And to think that mm-hmm. someone is coming in and like like you said, it's like a sisterhood. And to come in and just be so snake and so awful to yeah. to you yeah. to vic to but I think um, mm-hmm. Ashley, I think you said it like to re-victimize the victim or something when yes. you were talking. You yeah, worded it really on. good. Yeah. 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 Re- and, or, or using yeah. them as bait. They're mm-hmm. the perfect bait. You know, they are yeah. the perfect bait for yes. their web. They're the perfect mm-hmm. like fly yep. that falls into their web, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Geez, this person, I can just suck all their blood out because they're just yeah. trying yeah. a river, yeah. you know? It's mm-hmm. just kick Sorry. them when well, they're down. They're yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're I mean, you're down, and let's just and kick you even more. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good yeah, idea I, I with the know. list. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's we'll a good have idea. to work on it. Like we could work on it because because it, it's not all coming to me, and I feel maybe Marty, some people could send it emails, and we should come up with like a top ten. I really do think that we need to revisit this topic because it is so important okay. because there are so many people out there victimized. But I think we need to come up with like the, a top 10 list, a, a warning list, right. something that we can get out to the people so they can be looking at this. This also can be, right. you know, like when I first met the guardian that was going to take care of my uncle, oh, you know, so sweet and nice. You know, there's got to be ways to just, it's so, to see through the snake because yeah. we're yeah. so trusted. I, I do think they all like 
psychoanalyze us as something and decide that we're yes. easy target. Yes. I do. I think that right. somehow mm-hmm. we're psychoanalyzed. I think some of us, they may be psychoanalyzed wrong because we've run our mouths more than they would uh, they would want us to. <laughs> and I hope I yes, wanted them. I do think that they psychoanalyze us, and so does Predator Glory Hawk. They somehow can psychoanalyze and figure out who is going to make some good prey. And the same with guardians, like looking at families, looking at family dynamics, you know, because, yeah, they are not going to guardianize the mafia Don's mother. They're not doing that because they're going to psychoanalyze that situation and go, that might not end well, but they're going to figure out who they can get away with perpetrating this crime on what families. And so I do think there's, a lot of psychology that they're just trying to yeah. you know, well, put yeah. us in a box. And it's a good mm-hmm. point, Kaz, because mm-hmm. I was talking to Melanie mm-hmm. and I was telling her today, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about a platform with Marty and Kaz or a part of a show or some other forum where we can talk about brainstorming. I know it's not on air, but where we can give advocates tips nationally that are collective goals or object- objectives that are neutral that we can get across to everybody um, that might be wanting right. to hear it, but they, they can't be in a group or have found problems in their group and they're just kind of, you know, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, something for them to focus on or do work on that could be helpful. And um, because I feel right. really bad for these people. And because like, I myself, mm-hmm. I was victim to this and I think I'm a pretty savvy and intuitive person and I was still kind of sucked in. But luckily, yes. I have this ability to see it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then once I pulled away and put the distance, the emotional distance between myself and that group, I was like, oh, my gosh. They are, like, totally taking yeah. us for a ride, you know? I mean, it yeah. is oh, crazy. Wow. And I wonder I how deep it is. Oh. I wonder how deep yeah. it is, guys. Because I'm like, are they – like, this is something I wonder. Are they, like – bribing these judges and these attorneys and these things. Oh, well, mm-hmm. we're going to get these advocates, this many advocates on your Zoom hearing. If you don't do this or if you don't give us X or Y right. or Z, we're going to do this and this and this, you know. I wonder yeah, if, they're, if they're using everybody. And and yeah. it really is hurtful. Well, yeah. I've, I've also heard another theory is that they are paying attention because we're not this giant group of people that are in, in in this movement, and they're looking for especially who who just came on on Marty's show. I need to get a hold of them. They are looking for a new on the scene victim, and what I believe happens, and I've had other people tell me, is that when they find the new on the scene victim, they want to find out everything that they can about the new on the scene victim, and then they go to. I don't know, to whoever, and say, hey, this one's gotten in the group. So they're going to make sure they dot their I's, cross their T's with this victim because they know that this victim just got included in, you know, or is looking at NASCA or whatever. And that is why I believe they badmouth NASCA so much because NASCA on NASCA's website is, there is an article that I believe was, for me, the most powerful thing I ever read and we even put it in court records that we put into play during our scene and it's 
the Guardian's playbook, and I kid you not, it went down. They will um, call emergency hearings. Then they'll um, postpone hearings because someone's going to go on vacation. I mean, it was down to a T. We pulled that playbook down, wow. and we were showing attorneys, well, this, of course this is what they're doing because they were going to postpone an, a hearing, you know, when we had airline tickets and ready to go mm-hmm. because it was in the Guardian playbook. And once we had seen that document, the Guardian's playbook, we were able to be one step ahead of them. And we knew what they were doing. It is the most powerful article, I believe, on the Nazca website. And um, if Elaine is listening, I really think she should run it again. It was it, when I found that, and that was before our hearing, and I was just Googling and everything, and I found that. I mean, I shared it everywhere. I'm like, whoa. And everything that is in that article, we went through. But what we need to come up with also is, and I don't know what the definition is going to be, the, you know, predator, gory hogger, some sort of a playbook, a warning, so that someone who's a new victim, as easily as I was able to find the Guardian's playbook, I feel they need to be able to find this other document so that they aren't further victimized by predator glory hogs. Yeah, that's what I and hate that's to an idea. because it's really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And I'd be willing to talk to Elaine now. I know I told you, Maybe we shouldn't bring her in at first because I thought that that would be a go-to scapegoat for the glory hogs to say, oh, they're in collusion with Nesta or whatever. I'm like, let's just leave them out of it for right now because, you know, I don't want that to be a yeah. clear scapegoat, you know. Yeah, and, and Nazca is aware that there are glory hogs out there, but they choose to ignore them, which is, which is good. And, you know, it's kind of like a gnat, you know. Um, NASCA is a very professional organization. They absolutely are aware that there are predator glory hogs out there, and they just, you know, they are doing so much, and they're so busy. And if, you know, sometimes we have to help out to get some of the content, you know, on the website, and if we could come up with a really nice professional way to word it and to have the list, the warning signs and what to look for, I don't think they would be opposed to running such an article, but I feel, you know, I feel it will take some work because I really feel we have to put some thought into what, what, what is that warning sign? Like this is our first show on the topic, and we've been aware of these people out there, but, you know, the warning, I mean, the big one is asking for money. NASCA does not want to see yeah. anyone falling victim to you're already being financially exploited, then to be financially exploited by a, an organization that claims they're there to help, to help you, that they yeah, don't yeah. want to see that happening mm-hmm. to anybody, and it's it's just mm-hmm. another form of victimization. So definitely getting yes. some sort of a warning out there, like be careful who, what groups you're giving large sums of money to, to so-called, mm-hmm. quote, quote, help you. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll say the glory hogs will say, "Oh, I do so much, you know. I, I, you know, spend my money here, and spend my money there." And it's kind of like they're justifying their actions to be able to get, you know, um, gifts from the wards or from the wards' children or from the ward, you know, loved ones mm-hmm. that are trying to help. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. It, it mm-hmm. sounds. Mm-hmm. It sounds very charlatan. Now, some glory hogs even have like told lies about where they work. I've heard a rumor that one claimed to be a lawyer. I've heard, I mean, you, you know, have you heard any of these things? Oh, yes. Yes. Were they? Yes. Yeah. But they, yeah. 
mm-hmm. maybe not a seeing their lawyers, but like they're affiliated with lawyers and they try to, they're obsessed with partnering with lawyers. And if you are on our side and you understand this, you know that lawyers are not the people you want to partner with. (laughs) They are dangerous folks. They are the folks that are, Mm -hmm. you are on the third or fourth or fifth or even lower on their list of priorities. And you're the one paying the bill. You're on the lowest rung of their list mm-hmm. and of that you're paying, you're paying, you're hiring them. You, they don't yeah. care. Yeah. They're going to, they're so, you know, they don't care. So I'm wondering why are these people partnering with these lawyers? Why are they trying to do this outreach? Why are they, there's another state that they're saying they're partnered with these universities and these law schools and they're, you know, trying to help people and they're sending it out to this one state guardianship watch. And it's like, Whoa, <laughs> They called. They, yeah. They caught on. They're catching on. You know, some people are catching on and they're exposing it. But the problem is, is some people are like, well, it's not worth your your oxygen. Just don't even worry about it. But my thing is, it is worth my oxygen because you know what? They're making us all look bad because when so and so is arrested yes. for exploiting Jane Doe down wherever in whatever state, guess what? It's making us all look bad and it's supporting the need for guardianship that's my thing. yes it's doing us all yes harm. very good point yeah well and all and of this carrying on about how important they are and uh if it wasn't for them and all these bogus statements that you see come out about you know uh what they've done which they haven't done anything but you know all right. of this it it wears on all of us and when they create commotion and drama in these groups and and wedge people, you know, pit, pit them against each other. You know what I'm saying? All of this stuff. This all right. acts against us. Every bit of this is noted and, you know, stored for later use. And so they can come out and say, oh, they're all crazy. They're all this. You know, they're just, you know how this stuff goes. And, but what's the purpose? That's what I don't get. What is the purpose? Um, well, they're unless making you money are a somehow. provocateur. Yeah, there yeah. has to be. There, and I'm wondering if they're bribing some of these political people, these political officers. I'm wondering if they're bribing them and these judges even. I mean, I'm really wondering that. Like, is there having us go on these uh, Zoom hearings? I'm like wondering, oh, we're going to put this much pressure. We're going to have this many people watching you unless you do X, Y, and Z. That's my theory, too. Right. I've thought of that. Like, it's one of yeah. my potential um, theories. I mean, I don't, what do you guys well, think about that? Do you think that could be? I mean, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, it, there, and that's just it. Motive. What is the motive? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have wondered often what is driving the people who get into this. What? What is the driver? Because there's nothing mm-hmm. in it, I can tell you, after all these years um, of any consequence, if, if, as far as personally, materially, there's there's nothing in it. Um, no. Mm-hmm. This is time that is strictly donated. It is strictly time that you have dedicated to this, time that you will never get back, and that you don't get paid for. Well, we don't. And um, No, amen. But no, it's just, true. you know, I, neither do we. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we take our time. So, so other people are making money out of it, doing the wrong thing. I mean, that's really heartbreaking. And that's something that that's the reason why I want to do this, because I'm like, people just don't know. They're ignorant to it. They think because somebody's yeah. a quote unquote national mentor or something that they're amazing. Well, look at what they're doing. They're like not doing anything yeah. to unify people. They're not doing their ideas. They're not doing anything to make a collection or a collective so we're unified yeah. in a collective battle. They're doing stuff to keep us separate. They're like, oh, we want to keep this one separate from this one and this one separate from this yeah. one because we don't want to share any of these ideas. We want to keep them all separate. So that really makes me think yeah. they're getting paid off to cause a problem or cause a distraction. Other, oh, wow. And you, and you make a point like wanting to keep all of us separate. It just makes me realize all the more why they have to badmouth Nazca so much because if we could all come together under one umbrella and Nazca knew who everyone was, can you imagine the voice and the resource that is? Because nobody has the resource that Nazca has. Nobody has. I mean, That's that true. website is I mean, you can spend days on that website reading the different victims. It is unreal. And that is open. Anybody who wants to have their story on that website, you email. You have to, um, uh, you have to put in, I believe, like a court a docket number or something. You do have to mm-hmm. definitely, you know, prove. Well, I think that's At, fair. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's, that's free, like. You can get that story up there, and you can search them by state. By I mean, there's just so much. And we have Harvey's up there, and every time a new article came up, they he has his own page. And, you know, I just got into, you know, getting my website for the business. It's expensive to put so many pages of a website. I don't even – I can't even fathom mm-hmm. how many pages NASCA is hosting on that website alone. It's got to be insane. And – they have different pages, and to host, if you want to submit your story, you have that's a whole other page that they have to host. They have to build it into the website, get it into the search. It is a lot of work, and the fact mm-hmm. that they have oh, this yeah. like incredible, incredible database, no one comes near it, and it just shows like Predator Glory Hog has to keep everybody away from that because they know that that is such a powerful vehicle. And if people in the Free Britney movie or movement and everything would be sent over to that website instead of sent to some Glory Hog newspaper article, can you imagine how powerful that would be? Because people would see and there's pictures and there's so many stories and it's all age difference, you know, from young to old. It's the different stories, you know, people who are disabled. It's, unreal what's what's on uh, let me ask website. you this that's a good point cause do they have like any some stories that are actually familial stories as well i'm sorry like which kind of like stories? familial guardian like where a family member guardian did wrong maybe or miss were in the oh. wrong frame of mind or whatever I'm at the time sure. i'm sure that there is i haven't I've read so many. The majority of the abusive guardianships that that we see it's professional. as easy, right? It's a professional, but mm-hmm. I, I would have to ask Elaine if she knew about some of that. You know, I believe that there was um, wasn't Ron Shagda. He was on the show years. He's since passed away. I think he had a sister that had something to yes. do with the. So 
I don't know if he's on if if he had a um his twin sister had down syndrome and that was the it was a sad story. They I don't know if yeah. they're on the website, but I do I do know that we have heard of them, but they're mm-hmm. not they're not the no arm and those are so I no they're they not so and they're so rare. But that's what makes yeah. me upset because those are the stories. That's what makes my story so upsetting is that those are the stories they use as examples for why they're yes. why they need to have professional guardianship. But I've yeah. been shunned You're, in my own advocacy community because my situation is more familial. So they're like, oh, yeah. and not that I even want to talk about it because actually quite the contrary, I'm working on moving forward and making amends with some of these family members because I think that's just the way to be. And I think it's better to work with your family than against each other, really, honestly. Right. And I would love well, to do that. You know, like it's a job, you know. But I, as I said, sorry. you know, I was, I've got, I'm working on a series of articles I hope to start bringing out next week. And in all of the research that I did, which was weeks worth of research, and I hit every federal agency, committee, uh, group, whatever in D.C. and the mm-hmm. National Bar Association, and they talked about guardianship only from the aspect of it being family or community members. Never one time in the hundreds and hundreds of pages I read did they mention mm-hmm. these professional predatory guardians or professional guardianships or the amount of fact that the law, uh, the, the 60% of the um, law firms across the money 60% of their income that keeps their law firm running comes from guardian and conservatorship. There was not right. one mention of these professional predators that are running out there that are working in collusion with these attorneys and that hearing examiner they call a judge. Not one word. In fact, I even saw on the Bar Association's page about what a wonderful deal guardianship was because you got due process <laughs> And you could present it. In what universe are you people living? Um, nobody yeah. gets due process in probate. Nobody. No, no, nobody. no, you don't. And they even, are, even in nope. my situation that was familial, there was no due process and there was no accountability. The courts are just unmanaged. They are unmanageable, and the bar is in on it. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to yes. sound like a conspiracy theorist, but this is what people will come to the cold, hard reality of realizing. Once they go through a situation like this, and it's so important for what you're doing because people just don't know. They don't believe it. They're like, oh, no, right. it will come. They're, this is impossible. This can't happen. No, wrong. That's what I thought. No way. They're, yeah. Well, they're just, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just, it's just horrible. It's just you are in a horrible web. There is no way out. There is no answer. They want to keep you tangled. They give you false hope. The attorneys are not on your side. The judges are not on your side. Nobody's nope. on your side. Nobody's on your side. Right. They're on the dollar. Whoever's paying the money, they're on their side. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of it. the things in this that bothers me is law enforcement. People have called law enforcement to stop uh, one of these predators from taking mom, dad, or whomever. And mm-hmm. they'll side in with the predators. And a lot of times right. they don't have a warrant. They don't have anything. And they will cite instead of protecting that person and their rights, they'll haul them off. And they'll then turn around and press charges against you. And uh, 
that really bothered. That has got to change. The first job of law enforcement is to protect the public. And if you have a predator pursuing you and your family, that's who they're supposed Mm -hmm. to protect, not the attorney, not the potential guardian or any of these other no-gooders. But it's that that victim. And instead of saying, get your papers in order, you know, show me uh, uh, an order from a judge, do this or that. Nope, they don't do any of that. They just participate in taking that person hostage. And I do consider this hostage taking. Um, This is no different than than being kidnapped out of your home by total strangers. It is exactly the same thing. Only these people claim they've got an order, you know, to do it there. And they never have that order (laughs) that I've ever seen. Um, Never have they they had that order. Or they get it prematurely, you know. Yeah. They get it before yeah. there's even a need for it or a, or a court hearing. They yes. get it prematurely. They lie. They're yes. allowed to lie. Attorneys are allowed to lie. Yes. That's, that's what it boils down yes. to. They're allowed to lie. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Don't you think? I mean, you guys have seen it, I'm yeah. sure, tons of times. You've seen it. Yes. It's, they're allowed oh, to yeah. lie. They're, they're, oh, a law degree or being a lawyer gives you carte blanche, to lie and say whatever you want, create whatever version of reality you want, and and the judge yeah. will be like, okay, cool. And uh-huh. just to give you an example, uh. when I was at my family member's house, there was an extended family member there taking things out of the house, and they were both drunk. And I said, law enforcement officer, my children, my husband are there. Mind you, we're, on my, we're there on my husband's 40th birthday because that's just the way it panned out to be. Law enforcement officer. They are drunk. They're stealing my grandma's stuff, whatever. And I'm giving myself away probably, but they're stealing her stuff. They're taking her stuff. Well, we had permission from X, Y, and Z. Well, X, Y, and Z cannot give you authority to do that. You know that. Why are you taking it? And I'm like, law enforcement officer, they're drunk. Shouldn't you arrest them? No, I just want them to be on their way. And, you know, you guys should be on the lookout for a civil order. This is civil. That's another thing they like to say. This is civil. Well, would you say that to, and I don't mean to compare it to this, be sensitive and well let me just say this would they say that to a carjacking person or somebody who was at armed gunpoint robbed like a bank teller who's armed Mm -hmm. robber or something would they say that to them sorry it's civil go ahead and take them to court be on your way pay for an attorney yeah go take them to court on your own would they say that yeah no 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 yeah wow sorry that's just my perspective no no don't be sorry um, that that's the truth of it. You know, here we sit, and the agencies that should protect us and stepped in and intervened before this gets, you know, rolling down the hill like a snowball going to hell, um, they don't. They work against us. And you call, like, the, the police department, they tell you to call the sheriff's department. You call the sheriff's department, they tell you to call the DOJ. You call the DOJ in your state. Uh, your state's attorney general, they tell you to go to the police department. They all tell you to report it to the FBI, who isn't the least bit interested, uh, and they just run you on what they call a hamster wheel. Uh, they yeah. just get you yeah. going around and around and around, and nothing gets done. We've only got about right. four minutes left here, girls. I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a good, lively conversation, and I think one that we needed to have. Um, there's well, just no way. Us. Yeah. Oh. I appreciate you coming on. I truly do. Uh, there's there's just no way we can survive all of this when we've got people on the inside working against us. It just it can't happen. 
And uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's going to take everybody to look out. It's going to take everybody to be on their toes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells you, I say, I would never misrepresent to anybody who or what I am or what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I just would not do this. And so anybody that's shooting you grandiose uh, comments about what all they've done that's so great and so wonderful if it wasn't for them and and I can lead you out of this and you know communicate why won't you communicate with me let's talk why won't you talk to me because you scare me and um, play the crypt music and uh, you know it's just Tales from the Crypt you know what I'm saying you need to open with that from now on Marty the Tales from the Crypt music (laughs) oh we have the Halloween special already (laughs) yeah Yes, and you know that's my birthday, right? And not Halloween, the oh, first of October. Oh, it, which gives, oh, oh you're, you're a Libra, a too. You're a Libra. Oh. Yes. Me, yes. too. It, I'm it, September 24th, but I'm a Libra. Has... Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. But like, like 30 days that Halloween <laughs> is coming on my birthday. So, but, you know, <laughs> I want to, and we need to talk some more. Um, yeah, and yeah. I want to follow up with you on how things are going, what response has been. Um, you know, let's just see what happens. Uh, yeah, because we know these are absolutely yeah. uh, hammered on. And um, uh, and by the way, everybody listening, we may go to a major outlet. We have been approached many times about going to a major yeah. mainstream. And um, but I have to consider that carefully. That always comes with strings, and I just don't do well with strings. And um, so it it just irritates me, gets on my nerves. And uh, and I'm old and I'm cranky. <laughs> so, but anyway, we'll we'll be back. And like I say, girls, I want to talk to you again. I want to follow up. I want to know what happens what the response is, if any, that you get, and I'll keep in touch with you and let you know because you do the same. And by the way, yeah. I couldn't do all these shows if Scott wasn't helping me. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. a reminder. Um, yes. Well, 1,620-some awesome. shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cosmic's Donuts. Keep that in mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the apprentice. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, but I have no intentions of learning how to make donuts. I'll eat them, but I won't make them. But anyway, <laughs> just a reminder well, we... that next Tuesday night, the the Australians are coming on. Um, we've had a time setting this show up because they are really under fire over there. As bad as it is over here on guardianship, it's a hundred times worse there. So um, the last time they, we were doing regular shows with them. And when they get off the air, the cops would show up at their door within 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it, it, But anyway, um, they're going to be at a safe house in broadcasting from there. And uh, well, so they'll be on next the Tuesday Glory night. Hog has an Australian site? You need to tell them the Don't Glory Hog has an Australian site. Nobody even, yeah. Yeah, nobody even knows. But anyway, <laughs> good God almighty. As you know, I said, them. it's a good warn thing. Warn them. Give them forewarning. Alarm yeah. bells, alarm bells. <laughs> yeah. Thank well, you so much for... Yeah, you can Thank always you tell guys. what the glory hogs are going to do next because you yeah. just have to look at our show yeah. promos and whatever we're doing, yeah. they do next. So 
There you go. Yeah. I guess flattery yeah. is the great mockery of whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. I say you girls stay in touch. Stay in touch. Yes. Well, thank, you for, thank you. And Carl, yeah, thank you for letting us on thank, and yep. telling our story. Yep. Thank you. You guys are great. More than welcome. And you guys are awesome. You guys yeah. are too. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys. We'll stick yep. together. Yep. All right. Yes. yes. All right. All right. Everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. We had a banging big audience. And um, so I hope you got something out of this because we sure did. Anyway, we'll be back Sunday night with Tanya Talks out of talking about the prison system. We'll talk to you all later. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.